Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. And we coming from our basement to your headphones, barely even know who we are, but changing the unknown in a wild time in the chart. Thank you for downloading the podcast, Theanos. Now, here are your hosts, Jordan Hall and Eric Wayne. Welcome back to the podcast, Theanos. I am Jordan Hall. With me, as always, Eric Wayne. Eric, the lost show from last week, real show. Uh, it's a shame people couldn't hear it. It was Hot Take City. Oh, you know, it was probably our best one ever. And yeah, just a shame that it never saw the light of day for some reason. Didn't you call? We worked so hard on it, right? Yeah. Didn't you call Max striking out 20 guys? Oh, yeah. Totally predicted that. I was... guess it's lost to the sands of time. Yeah, there were some scorching Trump takes for sure. Oh. Absolutely. Nothing but straight heat. <laughs> um, but on the reels, uh, I had a softball tournament on Saturday. The schedules kind of prohibited us from recording on Sunday, and thus there was no episode. Um, but you can calm your separation anxiety issues. We're back for the foreseeable future. Huh? Yes. And what's exciting is I received one person, a message from one person who noticed we did not do the podcast last week. So thank you, person who I've, who I've forgotten. But it's it's nice to be missed. Yeah, a digital tip of the cap to that person. Yeah, thank you. Um, so speaking of big events in my life in the last week, um, I work in marketing, and I'm regularly making materials, you know, to distribute. And we have some digital signage in our office, and I'm and I'm always fiddling with and whatnot. So I'm yep. I'm making crap all the time. Yeah. Well, yeah. This this week it comes to my attention that there are websites out there that you can download fonts from to your computer that you can use in Word and PowerPoint and whatnot. Um, you can't see this because it's an audio podcast, but mind absolutely blown. What, what are you talking Are you not aware that you can download free fonts to your I wasn't. Computer? Now I am. That's, that's where it's this like is going. Defont.com exactly or right. thousand, thousand and one fonts. Are, this is a serious thing. You've been working in marketing or graphics and you do not know that you can do this i've maxed the crap out of the, the standard microsoft fonts oh i imagine so each of them have been used seven and a half times your palette now is just going to be you know expanded beyond belief your creativity shall know no bounds <laughs> yeah so needless to say i've spent the remi- remainder of the week doing absolutely nothing but downloading fonts um it's kind of one of those things like I didn't realize that I had gone full nerd, but this kind of thing happens. And you're like, oh, yeah, I am. 
Have you? Did you see my um, Major League logos redesigned with awful fonts that I did? I did not. Oh yeah, if you just Google it, bless you. It's it was on Bless You Boys. I redesigned every Major League logo with an awful font. Fair enough. I'll have to. I'll have to Google that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was fun. You should all Google that and then retweet it. And I'll 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 put it on the um if you, on the line. I'm struggling to talk since I'm about three 90 minute IPAs into this podcast already. <laughs> it might get messy. I apologize for nothing. I think I think the better the more messy it is, the better it'll be. Um, so this brings us to this week's leadoff question: Which tiger most closely resemble, resembles a Microsoft font, and of course, which font? Uh, I have, I have a few. Do you have one? I do. Yeah. Okay. Do you want to go first? I feel like I always go first in this. this segment. I can. Um, yeah. I picked a font that's, um, sturdy, wa- <laughs> extremely wide and probably not to be used in any circumstances. And that is wide Latin. It's yes. It's quite large. And I picked the tiger that that represented to be Gene Lamont. Gene Lamont. I also picked wide Latin really, as one of my three, but I thought Cabrera because he's Latin. <laughs> I mean, right? You're gonna... <laughs> Gene is, is very Caucasian. You should pick the wide Latin guy. Mm. Although Gene is more wide, I would say. <laughs> I, don't Pretty think, I don't think that's arguable. Yes. Okay, um, so I had... Andy Dirks was Times New Roman because he's just a ball player and incredibly boring and very standard. He spoke in nothing but cliches, I feel like, Andy Dirks. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's not a current Tiger. So for my current Tiger, I'm going to pick Mike Aviles is Wingdings <laughs> because why do we have it? Why is there Wingdings? Nobody yeah. wants Wingdings. It doesn't make any sense why you even have it. I would love to know the person who's scrolling through these looking, and they come across Wingdings, and they're like, yep, that's, yeah. that suits my situation. That's what I need. Mm-hmm. It's, kind of, it's just like Avilas. It's pretty useless. Speaking of Avilas, he gave, he gave me one of my favorite Tigers moments of the year today. Um, it was... It was against the Orioles. He had a, like a half check swing that he struck out on, and then the following inning, he goes out in the field and he makes an error. And one, directly yeah. after the error, there's like seven tweets on my feed that say, "Well, he, apparently he can't field either." Yes, because one error right now definitely proves that he can't field. Is he a great fielder? Eh, whatever, but extremely anecdotal. Let's not let's not get carried away here. I I feel like I've seen him make more errors though. He's not been great. Oh, he oh no. No, he has not. If you want to get in touch with the show, you can at podcastianos.com or on Twitter. I am at Jordan Hall23. Eric's Twitter account is blowing up right now at Comeric Eric and the show is Podcastianos. And we would love it if you would take the time to subscri- uh, subscribe subscribe <laughs> more more than the first uh, mention of subscribe uh, on this show. Um, rate, review us on iTunes, and like we said before, if you take a screenshot of your review and tweet it to me or the show's account, I will retweet it and show it some love. Yeah. You know, if you just say subscribe far enough, like people are just going to change the word to subscribe. All right. To make it easy for you. I think that's what we'll do. That's how language changes. Um, so the la- uh, since the last time we spoke, the Tigers have fallen on some hard times. I'm not sure if you've stayed up on the story, Eric, but um, in the last two weeks, they've dropped 11 of 13. Are you hanging in there? Yeah, I mean, I'm not. And, you know, 
jumping over the edge person like some others, but some other people are like blowing a head gasket. Uh, the Tigers are not playing well right now. They are sucking. <laughs> that's the I don't know how else to say it. That's the analysis that, that we bring. No, they are they are uh, poo emoji. Although right. I, I tweeted this out today. And were you watching the game this afternoon? Yeah, of the, course. What else would I be doing? That's true. I have no life. The, the two home runs that they hit the, to tie and take the lead, I can't help but feel like that there was a little bit of substance there. I know I, know I just want to see it, but I saw those two, and I'm like, all right, life. And then right. we didn't blow the lead, and right. I'm like, okay, maybe there's some life here. We're not as garbage as what we've shown over the last 14 games. That's that's very true. And we've seen some incredible pitching over the last 14 games. You know, there's been a few things that have that have set us back. The hitting our our good hitters have not been hitting good and our mediocre hitters have been hitting bad. And we've had some good starting perform starting pitching performances, but many of the starting pitch pitching performances have been bad and the bullpen all of a sudden has decided to go from fairly solid to now regressing a little bit and it's just a toxic mix of all different aspects not coming together and uh, frankly we've been playing a little better competition too so you just get all this in a swirl and we've just lost a bunch of games um, so according to Tiger's Twitter, the only logical jumping off point for us this week has been the story that just won't go away. And that is the seemingly forthcoming termination of our beloved manager, Brad Osmus. Um, he's still in a job and to play the role of uh, a shrink. How do you feel about that? How do I feel? Um, I feel, I feel like it's not his fault that bad things are happening, but I will also say his kind of attitude and approach and handle on the team hasn't been one where he's helping them pull out of it either. Um, I don't get dog Osmus too much for his tactics. I mean, there's a few tactics here and there where I raise an eyebrow, like, eh, that's kind of gross, but I fault him more for like, why aren't we trying something when you lose several games in a row? Uh, you know, yell at somebody do something different mix up the lineup uh you know just get creative and he hasn't done any of that yeah definitely the the way i i see it is like you know i i feel like maybe i, I fall under the apologist category but the starting pitching has been really really rough the the clutch hitting has been virtually non-existent like we said bullpen has gone full 2015 right. on us like if if you want to make the case that he's the head man, the buck stops with him, he is accountable for all of that, then, you know, fair enough. The, the, all of those have not been good. But what do you actually expect a manager to do about the actual, you know, processes of right. getting base hits, getting out? Like, like you said, there are things that he could have done at various points to just throw some new ideas out there, to, right. to give different looks. Um, and well, I, I – go ahead. But bottom line, I mean, you cannot make Cabrera hit better with the bases loaded. I mean, what are you going to possibly tell the guy to make him hit? Right. You can't, you know, you're going to send Justin Verlander out there. You're going to send Zimmerman out there. I mean, some of the guys maybe you can say something to or whatever, but these are multi-million dollar ball players with big track records and who can handle themselves. You send them out there. 
Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I know, like we said, they are multi-million dollar ballplayers, but the constant speculation of, is today the day? Is he gone? If they, you know, get swept by the Orioles, I know that they are, you know, they're supposed to be baseball machines and they're, they're robots who just go out there and do a job. But when uh, JD was talking about in his post-game press conference today, you know, he's, if he, if you're going out there thinking that if I play poorly today, I might cost a guy who, you know, they obviously all love Brad. If I might <laughs> love Brad. Um, <laughs> um, what would I do without Brad? The commercial's perfect for that all of a sudden. Yeah. Um, if, if, what was I, if I, if he costs, you know, Brad his job, then if he plays bad, like that is an extraordinary amount of pressure to be put on yourself. In addition to the fact that your job is to win baseball games. It's, it's so self-defeating. Yeah, I, I would, I would agree. But that's why, I mean, owners and GMs like give their guy a vote of confidence or they pull the plug. Right. You either got to be 100 percent behind your guy or you just make the move. Right. To my knowledge, Avila has been, you know, quiet. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So um, the thing with Brad, though, is he he comes out and he says the same thing. You know, oh, it's part of my job to, you know, it's it's part of my job is taking heat, but it's not going to change the way we prepare. It's we do everything the same. And I think that's what drives fans insane because you're watching this turd of a team spiral down the toilet and you're, oh, yep, we're not doing anything different. We're preparing the same. Our preparation is good. And you kind of want your managers to say, this is unacceptable. We're going to try something different. I'm uh, I'm pissed off. You know, fans want a little bit of that. Don't, don't you think? Yeah, absolutely. And I don't I don't think Brad has it in him to do that. I don't think he has yeah, it in him right. to kick anyone's butt. And I don't think he has it in him to not compromise isn't the right word. But I mean, he, he clearly believes in his process, which I don't you know, to be fair, I don't I don't know what that is. Um, but he's he's not backing down from that. Um the th- the thing is is i see like i see the the logic to to getting rid of him like there's certainly you know we clearly do need to hear some new voices some new ideas left yeah. and there is still time to save the season um but i don't know is 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 the bringing in a i feel like it's anecdotal you know it's it's all in my head but i feel like there is a little bit of a bump when um you bring in a new manager sure yep is is that something um a charge of excitement that you know a new face a new voice yeah and honestly the timing right now is really interesting um i i was looking at the looking ahead of the schedule and we're coming into such a massive stretch I, a lot's been made about the the next nine games minnesota somehow five and a half games worse than us tampa is <laughs> i believe in fourth place in the al east and the phillies who actually have been good no, there's there's still the Phillies. Like we're coming into nine nine games that we easily should be taking six plus from. You know, on, yeah. on paper, yeah. you should. Do you think that we should be um, kind of parlaying the the poor, you know, competition that we're going to be playing with the bump from the new manager and hope to get some momentum? Like, is no, it- I see. I, I don't. I, well, I don't think you should fire Brad. I mean, some people would think, yeah, you should fire him, but I. I'm not one of those guys yet. I mean, I think there's something to be said for a little bit of continuity too. And another thing is, okay, 
you fire him. Mm-hmm. Who is going to replace him? That is a very interesting question. I feel like the name on everyone's tongue is Gartenhire. I mean, that's that's what I've seen. I've seen a lot of, well, practically, it's at least for an interim situation, it's going to be either Gene Lamont. Or Lloyd, yeah. Or Lloyd, and I don't think it's going to be Lloyd, because then you have to replace two managers. That's true. So it would if it's Gene, you know what you have with Gene. Mm-hmm. I mean, Gene's been around forever. The, he's not a fresh face. He's not somebody new. Um, you know, who, uh, there's a bunch of other names out there, and I'm sure you could find you could find somebody, but I, I don't know how much you really accomplish. There's a reason why a manager makes. I don't know how much do you think Brad Ausmus makes a million bucks a year? Yeah, I was thinking somewhere one to two, somewhere in there. Yeah, I mean, and th- there's a reason why they make that amount of money, and Cabrera makes the type of money that he does, and Verlander and Zimmerman and Kinsler make their kind of money because they contribute more to wins than the manager. The dollar signs tell you that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's an interesting. If he makes it through the the nine games coming up with a decent record. We head into, I was looking at it, West Coast trip, Oakland and L.A. We never win there. Let's be honest. Yeah, that always sucks. Uh, we come home to play the White Sox and then the Jays, which those will not be easy. Road trip, Yankees, White Sox, Kansas City. If things don't go well, we could be done after that. Like It's early to call it on the season, but we yeah. could be done after those, what's that, six, five, six, seven series. So what are you what are you telling me, Hall? I'm telling you that I would rather go into this for me make or break period with Osmus, somebody who's been there, the the guys are comfortable with, than to throw in Maniacta. Just right. I I think that for these crucial games, and you know, obviously we're well below 500. Every game from here on out is going to be crucial, but these are this is such a massive stretch. Give me the guy that. That they know the guy that they respect. I, I, I mean, I, I think. And yep. let's let's try and get through this, and then maybe we re- reevaluate after that. Yep, I'm kind of with you. I'm with you, but if I learned tomorrow that they'd fired Osmus and I found a, a good replacement, would it break my heart? No, it would not. No, absolutely not. And I, like I said, I, I see where the where the fire Osmus you know logic is coming sure. from. It's yeah. it's definitely yep. not unfounded. I just wouldn't. Um, I right. was looking. Garden Hire lost ninety games or more in each of his last four seasons in Minnesota. That's not a yeah. Garden Hire is a poor choice. Acta would make more sense to me. Yeah. Um, let's see. I, I saw I saw Bud Black. Bud Black out there. Um, I guess I don't know. I mean, he had pretty decent success in San Diego. Can we all agree that Leland is not Leland coming is back? Not going to happen. I don't understand why. Why? Why would he? He he's. I know he. Word on the street is he's been a little bit bored. But he picked up the um the baseball classic, World Baseball Classic USA job. I think that's enough to keep him busy and entertained. Yeah, I mean, I don't think he's going to take the. He won't take the Tigers job. I've, I wouldn't think so, and I I hear that he's he's relatively loyal to to Brad. I mean, you yeah, don't you don't yeah. take your your best friend's old job. And, and so, what are you going to do? The team is too crappy for the first guy, so you're going to take it. Yeah, you know, it's like I have a used car; it doesn't really run. But here, you take it. And yeah, it doesn't make any sense. People forget we were all hashtag fire Leland by the end. Like. We were all ready for Everybody, him to go. Yeah, yeah, of course. It's straight grass is that's, greener. Yeah, that's not a choice. 
Okay, let's move on to something that's been halfway decent, and that's Stephen Moya's call-up. Um, in his first four games, he's gone 6-for-15 with four, uh, with three extra base hits, hitting a, a grand total of 400. And I, I remiss to say this, only four Ks in those four games <laughs> have the Moya truthers been right. I guess. I was kind of poo-pooing Moya when he got called up, and I took a lot of crap for it because I felt like it didn't solve a lot of problems. And I was like, well, how where, how, and where is he going to play? Exactly, yeah. And they solved that problem. Uh, so I put solve in quotation marks <laughs> here by moving Upton to center field. And to me, that was a little goofy because it solved a problem that we didn't really have and also where is he gonna play like we you know you got upton and left and i and they solved this issue and i put solve in quotation marks by moving upton to center yeah when 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 he got called up like tiger's twitter seemed boom we're moving upton to center and he's playing every day and to me that was like no that that surely can't be because he's get, never played a game in center field. Yeah, and I had to look it up. Sure enough, they were right. They're very infrequently right, but they were on that one. And I got to be honest with you, Upton had one little wobble in that first game. And other than that, he hasn't looked terrible in center. Right, but this is center at Camden Yards. True, this is not true. center at Comerica. And people are kind of giving me a hard time. I'm like, you can't play Upton and center. And like, hell, you can't. And this is Baltimore. And yeah, I guess he did okay. It shows that I know. But he he cannot play center in Comerica, can he? We're going to find out. The thing is, is oh. if, if we keep running him out there, it's not a matter of if. It's a matter of when he costs us a game. Like, he, there's no reason he can't become a good center fielder. Like, he's he's fast. He gets good reads. But he's never done it. Like, there's going to be some growing pains. And we're going to have to be okay with that. And speaking of growing pains, uh, Moya is not the world's greatest left fielder. I don't know if you've seen that. Oh, there was one today where if he gets six inches further back and catches that ball, it saves us a lot of trouble. Um, no, he's not especially smooth. Um, but the bat so far, I mean, yeah, he yeah. hasn't, he hasn't faced any lefties to my knowledge. I think Avila's wolf, you know, pinched hit for him <sighs> against the lefty late in the game. That wasn't Brad's finest moment. Um, but it's also not Avila's finest moment. If, if you know what I'm saying. So, so far, so good. I mean, yeah, yep. Uh, the trick will be finding enough, enough spots for him. Um, let's see. Maybe oh, I, I have to say. He is an outfielder, which is good for outfielders to play in the outfield. I don't know if you know this, but Brad has been playing a lot of infielders in the outfield, and that is a bad decision. So I was happy to see another outfielder. Come on. <laughs> Maybe. Speaking of, speaking of outfielders yeah, who play the this outfielder. Is, this he, segues into what you're going to talk about. He was, he was called up today after the game. Anthony Ghost. Um, our, our beloved aunt, Tony Ghost <sighs> sent down. Um, so I'm assuming he the, was. Yeah, he was the he was the des, the DFA. Although I'm I'm assuming he had options left. So you're kidding? That's one I did not catch. So so Ghost is going to be playing for the Mud Hens. Unbelievable. Ghost uh, is at least useful defensively, but he has not hit a lick. No, he is quite terrible. So Maben, I'm assuming against lefty starters and Moya against righties, and then move up into to center. I mean, is that wow, kind of... 
I, I mean, guess that's, gonna that's play editorializing. Center. Yeah, I mean that's that's the got to be the plan. Yeah, I'd like to see. I, I you know, obviously Maven hasn't had the the greatest time down in Toledo, but I, I'd like to see him get a run of games in center. I think that would be. Yeah, you know, there's talent there. He can be worse. And he's actually a center fielder. He's actually a center fielder. He's not Tyler Collins, a center fielder. He's not Justin Upton, a center fielder. He's actual center fielder. The the thing is, though, if we give him a run of games, he probably will get injured. So maybe we shouldn't wish that. <sighs> he's had bad luck. He got hit in the wrist twice with pitches. That sucks. Except for the bad luck has literally been his entire career. So I'm not I'm not holding my breath that that's going to right itself. Okay. Um, so... Uh, I don't know what night this was. It was a while back at this point. Max Scherzer, our beloved Maxwell, he had a he had yep. himself a night. Yep. Um, he struck out twenty tigers. What was your reaction to watching it unfold? I'm I had such mixed feelings. I really did. So I'm watching him mow down our guys with vicious efficiency. <laughs> but then JD hits that bomb, right? Mm-hmm. And then we got a guy on right and because we were down by one and we had a guy on so i went from cheering to to like wow this could be a really record-setting thing to like hit a home run we can win this game but in a more real sense we couldn't win the game no but my brain was like i'm rooting for the tigers because that's what i do like um you know what it was a weird scenario i wanted i wanted him to both get up give up the lead and get the record. That would have been the, Does, that would have been the great compromise. I could have lived with that. So I forget who was up. It was somebody with some power because I thought, oh, they could hit a home. Castellan, I forget. So if they hit a home run, then we're up by a run. Then he strikes out the next guy. Mm-hmm. No, I think that's it was, unlikely. But that would have been interesting. Yeah, it wasn't Castellanos because the big outcry was that Castellanos was oh, on, right. was on deck yeah, when yeah. when the game. Because that was clearly the difference between us winning and losing. Um, yeah, it was tough. Like, it's Max. You know what I mean? Like, he's yeah. he's been gone for a year and a half now, but I I still can't help but feel like he's one of ours. Yeah, but you still have some 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 love for the guy, right? And the post game interview was it was nice. Like, <laughs> I, I I like Max. He was he was definitely one of my favorite players, and it made me miss kind of what was like. You know, the days when Justin was so great and Annie Ball was great and Max was running out there every fifth day. Like, you know, obviously I like this. I like this incarnation of the Tigers, too. But, man, looking back, (laughs) I should have enjoyed those days more. Yeah. Yep. Um, No, I wish him well. It was an it was a neat dominating performance. And, hey, sometimes you run into a buzzsaw. He said that he liked the 20 K's more than the, the no hitters he threw last year. What would you have preferred? Dude, well, there's been a lot of no-hitters, but there's sure. there's only been a couple of 20 strikeout games. And I feel like 20 strikeout games, that's more brute power. And I feel like with a no-hitter, you need to get a little bit lucky. That's true. Mm-hmm. So it can be uh, – the, the all the strikeouts are probably more dominant even than, than a no-hitter because – there's always a flashy defensive play or uh, a ball that gets scored as an error instead of a hit. You know, there's always something goofy yeah, like just, that. Just as you, you Darvish. Right. Um, all right. Let's move on to some hot shots. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. What were your thoughts on Dan in the Fox Sports Detroit booth? Um, I love it. Mm-hmm. I'm always in favor of more Dan. 
Dan is as good as it gets. Like, I feel like we talk about him fairly regularly. He is so good. It doesn't matter what he's doing. I, you know, you may laugh at me for this, and maybe it's premature, but do you know how much love people give Ernie? Like, looking back, and they say, oh, Ernie Harwell this and early Ernie Harwell that. Give it enough years, and that's how people will talk about Dan Dickerson. Definitely. I, I can't I can't stress it enough. He is brilliant at turning numbers into a, 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 a story that makes sense. Like, oh, this guy's pitch is doing this and the numbers show it. And he just is he's he's amazing. I I, I think we're spoiled with him. I really do. Absolutely. And, and Mario in the radio booth, Mario's I mean, he's not quite on the same level, but he's really good, too. Um, I enjoyed, I actually, I tried to do a little bit of both for each game. I have the, you know, the app bat app. So I was trying yep. to l- listen to a little of Mario and, and check out a little bit of, of Dan in the booth. They're, they're both so good. You know, yep. you said it before embarrassment of riches, at least as I, I listened play play. to Mario some on the radio and it felt like there were some gaps. Like he wasn't, I mean, you could tell he was stepping up the word count for radio for radio, but I, you know, it just, I, I Maybe it needed a little bit more adjustment period, but um, I don't know. They're, they're both great. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've never done TV, so I can't – like I've done baseball games in the radio. I've never done TV, so I can't imagine that, you know, it's such a different monster. You, you, would, you would think that that would be something you would really have to kind of prepare to go from TV yeah. to radio. Yeah, it's not super fair for those guys to kind of jerk them, jerk them around. But um, I like to hear Dan. That was fun. Yeah, Jim. Uh, I was. I forget. It must have been uh, Mario talking on the the TV broadcast once he got back, saying that Jim called him Dan until the fifth inning of the first game. <laughs> I, well, I very much I, believe that. I, yeah, I mean, when you do the same thing with the same person a hundred and sixty-two times in a in a row every year, mm-hmm. he, I, he gets programmed. Do you ever? Um, uh, drive someplace and you're kind of patterned to drive the same place and you're you're like going to towards work but you're supposed to be going to the store and you just end up driving towards work <laughs> oh yeah i mean that's that... it's like your brain auto programs a lot of stuff in life yeah and it's probably probably for the best <laughs> yeah, that's right <laughs> um I don't know if you've noticed, but they've been playing some pretty uh, interesting tunes on Fox Sports Detroit um, during like when the seventh inning stretch has been. No. There's been there's kind of one like it's kind of rocking out doing the uh, take me out to the ball game. And then today there was like a well, no, today was the the Baltimore people playing it. But there was like a super jazzy one the other day. So mm. listen, listen for that when you're watching on the uh-huh. on the on the Fox Sports Detroit broadcast for the during the seventh inning stretch. It's just kind of like background music, but. Nice. They're clearly, clearly getting into it. Um, last thing, want to talk about a very highlight of the week for me. Warwick Salpold got the call. Yes. Pitched incredibly well today. Got the dub. Is he your favorite Aussie ever? Um, I'm trying to think of Aussies that would give him competition. But right now he surely is. Absolutely. I heard the uh, the interview with him and him and Dan before the game on on the radio today. <laughs> Such a likable dude. I mean, obviously you oh, can yeah. only tell so much from a radio interview, yeah. but I'm firmly in his corner. Yeah, you know, it's uh, I feel like a total hipster because <laughs> I remember the day they the news was they signed this kid out of Australia, and I was like, oh, that's kind of interesting. They signed an Australian dude. This is back in 2012. Yeah, he's been with the the team for a while now. 
And so, oh, that'll be interesting. And then he played for the Whitecaps and you kind of follow him there. And he's, oh, he's on Twitter. I'll follow him and all, you know, all this kind of stuff. And it's like, you know, the little boy's just growing up right before our eyes. He's getting so big. <laughs> so what's the hipster tie-in? <laughs> well, miss, just like, you know, oh, well, hipsters always like, oh, I knew this band before they were ah, cool. gotcha. So I knew Warwick before he was cool. So now you, have, he's to always stop. Cool. Now you have to stop liking him, though, now that he's mainstream. <laughs> right. I got to find somebody new. <laughs> Pirtle. Pirtle. Speaking of Pirtle, Pirtle's on the move. Did you see that? They called up Pirtle? He went to, to Lakeland. So now oh. he moved from, no offense, but, you know, West Michigan to slightly slightly better climates. I got to tell you, though, Lakeland is playing at some high school field. Because yeah. Joker's being redone. At least in West Michigan, you get a real field, a real stadium. This could just be personal preference, but I'd take Florida <laughs> any day of the week. The rest of the the rest of the stadiums in the Florida League are are pretty decent. Yeah, but I uh, I don't want to dr- name drop, but I talked I, I talked to an active Tigers player, and I we talked about the the Midwest League versus the Florida State League, mm-hmm. and these guys would much rather play in the Midwest League because. Um, the crowd, there's actual crowds. This in Florida, nobody's there. That's true. The stadiums are way too big for the crowds that are there. Because they're all and the ballparks are huge. Yeah. So it helps. It helps the pitchers, but the hitters are not helped at all. Speaking of hitters not being helped by the Florida <laughs> State League, have you seen Kristen Stewart's numbers? I have. They are. They are not bad. He's hit 13 bombs. That leads all of minor league baseball, I think. In one of the most, you know. Like you said, pitching conducive atmospheres. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you know, get, get him up, play, have him play center field. Oh, gosh. <laughs> stop seems it. to be where this is going. All right. He's the you... new Moya, though. <laughs> oh, for sure. Without a doubt. He's going to hit 230 each each year from here on out. And eventually he will have the, si- the following the size of, you know, Texas. He's okay. the savior to all our problems. Let's move on to the power rankings. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. 
Yeah, okay. Uh, we have uh, power rankings. It's been, man, two weeks since power rankings. A little rusty. I don't know if I can do it. Power rankings. We have uh, models of minivan. Okay. That one's still out there. Mm-hmm. And then we have, um, uh, I feel like this is a pretty solid one, pizza toppings. Oh, that These is. These are things that you put on a pizza. That is a solid one, but I think that one's going to have to wait. Why don't we do models of minivans this week? All right. That'll be the one we go to. All right. Uh, starting at number seven, uh, we have bacon. Bacon is something, um, it's kind of low on the pizza toppings list because it's a little too greasy is it okay it's it's bacon everybody loves bacon Mm -hmm. but i feel like bacon is a little too inconsistent sometimes sometimes it's like that's true it's almost like chewy and gummy on a you know and pizza place your average pizza place is not buying high quality bacon Mm -hmm. they're buying like the sweepings up off the floor when they're done making the good bacon (laughs) And there are some that do like almost like little chunks of ham. That's not bacon. You can't yeah. say that that's bacon. It's got to be like a little crispy. And yeah. So bacon is number seven. Okay. Number six is pineapple. This one might be controversial. But pineapple gives you a whole new pizza experience, especially when paired with ham. Very good. <laughs> um, uh, it's it's sweet. It's wonderful. It's it's a little out of the box, right? But mm-hmm. it's pineapple is number six. Okay. All right. Number five is sausage. This this ranking is going to be heavy on meat because if you're going to have a standalone topping, you want it to be meat. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. Sausage. I don't want the like big balls of sausage. I want kind of like crumbly sausage on my on my pizza. Okay. You know who has great sausage is Jets. Yeah, Jets has pretty solid sausage. Yeah. Um, that's number five, sausage. Number four is onion. Oh, Don't sass me. Don't sass me, Hall. <laughs> Sorry, this is your segment. <laughs> Go on with the onions. <laughs> onions are are interesting and kind of uh savory. They make it it's good on pizza. I want um kind of like slivers of onion. I don't want the like minced onion that you know came out of a bag you know red onions are even better but then they have to be kind of heated up so they're not you know too oniony you know just they don't want them too much bite but onions are good on pizza i like i like onions on pizza uh number three is ham ham is you know it's meaty it's it's kind of salty it's it's delightful on on pizza. I don't want the big like slabs. I don't want it to come straight from a deli where there's like a whole, you know, pile of the sliced ham. I want kind of like shards of ham, preferably thinly sliced. <laughs> Not to be too fuzzy about ham, but <laughs> no. ham's good. Ham's yeah, good. Ham is good. Number two is mushrooms. Mushrooms have a wonderful, interesting, and earthy flavor. There's all different kinds of mushrooms. Um, I certainly prefer the fresh mushrooms to the canned, but canned are also good. The thing so, is, how can you how can you trust the people to pick the, the mushrooms and make sure that they're not getting the ones you can't eat and they are getting the ones you can eat? They're not picking them off off a forest floor hall. All right, <laughs> or, these or are, are coming they? from food service place. Like this is food. 
They're not scavenging them from some, you know, mold-infested back alley. Think what you want. Although you do live near Misek, so maybe they're going around scavenging morals. You drop so many obscure northern Michigan references. I'm I'm always so impressed. Like seven people have heard of Misek. Yeah, hey, if you go to Misek and you got to hit the moral festival or whatever it is. Just the just just all it's all encompassing, just the mushroom festival. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh. They so, they don't they don't play favorites. Do you know um have you ever gone mushroom hunting? I have not. I actually don't like mushrooms. No one really in my immediate circle oh, of influence likes mushrooms either, so we don't really have a have a I reason love mushrooms. To. Mushrooms are great in omelets especially. I feel like um, but no, I want to go mushroom hunting. I heard you need a pig. a pig. No, that's truffles. That's truffles. You need a pig. They like smell them out and then you can go find them. You know who else well, could probably smell out truffles is a hippo. Your jogging partner. You're, aren't you worried about getting trampled by the hippo? No, I raised the hippo from, from being a, a hippo child. Like we're buds. That's what people don't seem to realize about this. We're friends. The trip, the hippo isn't going to trample me. This is like a callback from like three or four podcasts ago. I Nobody's took gonna remember. so much hate about that. I had two people in real life text me and told, tell me that it was <laughs> stupid. And I had like no. three or four people on Twitter tell me that's a terrible idea. These yes. people aren't wrong. These people are not wrong. Um, where were we? Uh, two is mushrooms. Yeah, you just finished mushrooms. <laughs> um, number one, and I always let you guess. Go ahead. It's got to be pepperoni. It's pepperoni. Yeah, you can't not pick pepperoni. It's a classic pizza topping. It's about the right size and the coverage for your pizza. It's good for consumers of pizza and it's good for producers of pizza. There's no uh there's no uh reason why, you know, that uh pepperoni's not on all these pizza cuz pepperoni is good. It makes you right. wonder how did like this is how my brain works. How did pepperoni become like the topping? When they yeah. when, you know the 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 forefathers of pizza were were making this and like we decreed pepperoni shall be on all of them. Like why wasn't it salami, you know? Or capicola yeah. or pastrami. Yeah, I why mean, they, pepperoni? They made the right choice, but it still doesn't make me question the the process. When are people eating pepperoni outside of on a pizza? That's that's a very true. I don't know. You don't. I mean, maybe on a pizza sub, but it's not like you're busting, you know, uh, a pepperoni sandwich, Mm-mm. right? Pepperoni owes all that it is to pizza. Yeah, I, it's it's a symbiosis. I feel, <laughs> but true. yeah, Good point. Yeah. All right. So that was <laughs> that was the uh, top seven pizza. Oh, did you? I'm sorry. At the beginning, did you say um, you wanted the the minivans? Yeah, yeah, the minivans. Oh, uh, I think I misheard. I'm sorry. It's I'm. It's kind of. It's kind of done now. Yeah. We'll have to try for next time. Maybe next week. I'm sorry. I misheard. I thought my my connection is a little shaky. <laughs> All right. Um, I have a couple honorable mentions this week. Okay. Honorable mentions, and you're going to woof at these because that's your thing. But um, I want to throw out a couple uh, favorites out there. Artichoke hearts. Woof. Have you ever had, I told you, have <laughs> you ever had artichoke hearts on a pizza? It's amazing. I don't think uh, I've ever had artichoke heart in any um, form. Oh, it'll change your life. They're delicious, especially the marinated ones. That oh, come on. extremely hard to believe, but I'll, um, I'll take your word for it. Basil? How about basil? Okay, I got nothing wrong. Nothing against basil. A nice basil. margarita pizza is really nice. Uh, and that leads me to the next one, fresh tomatoes. Hmm. 
if you've never had like fresh tomatoes, basil, and a little balsamic drizzle on your pizza, like a real margarita pizza, it's really good. How do you feel about like white sauce on your pizza? No, I'm not feeling it. I also don't really feel um, barbecue chicken pizza. No, no. Some people love it, and I'm just like, don't, don't like, be trying it. I like barbecue pizza or barbecue chicken. I like pizza, but they don't have to mix. Right. I, I'm not digging it. All right, here's the bottom three. Okay. Number three worst is black olives. Agreed. Definitely. I hate black olives. I, you know, if I get them on a pizza or like on a on nachos or whatever, I'm picking those little bastards off. I don't <laughs> want black olives. If they're green olives, I will at least eat them. But the black olives are just toxic little donuts of hate. I hate those things. <laughs> Um, number two is anchovies. Mm-hmm. And I feel like anchovies is kind of a cliched thing you'd put on a pizza. I don't even know of any, I've never seen anybody eat anchovies on a pizza. No. It's like this throwback joke. Did you know that, just, do you know that traditional Caesar has, Caesar dressing has anchovies in it? Like in the dressing? Yeah. Like little, or little, in the salad, little bits. No, like in, in the dressing. Like, that's the way it was originally made. You know, like Ken's and whatnot. I don't think they put anchovies in anymore. Oh. Yeah. I don't know. Learning. Yeah. I heard Pizza Hut makes their, like, they use anchovy oil. Hmm. Could be. Pizza Hut always wrecks my insides. I don't eat Pizza Hut anymore. (laughs) Okay. That's number two. The worst topping to put on pizza is, do you want to guess? Ground beef. Ground beef. Good job, Paul. You got both of them this week. Ground beef is not a pizza topping. No, it's not. Ground beef is like something you put in tacos. Beef is like, uh, you know, for a burger, you're going to have it with ketchup and different toppings. It is not a pizza topping. Do not order a pizza with flipping ground beef on it. You're stupid. <clears throat> I, got, I have nothing to add. That's, that's gospel right there. And that's power rankings for this week. All right, are you ready to look ahead to next week? Please, yes. Okay, in the coming week, we play six games. The first three are at home against Minnesota, who historically, in the terms of this year, is the only team that we can beat. Um, On Monday, uh, Zimmerman against Jose Barrios, um, who is a right-hander. On Tuesday, Big Pelf. Oh, we didn't talk about Big Pelf's gem of a start. We can get into, you know, next week how he strings two gems together. Big Pelf taking on, on Phil Hughes. Um, I got a stat to drop. Are you ready? Miggy is a yeah. career 439 hitter versus Phil Hughes with six <laughs> homers in 41 at-bats. Not a small sample size. Oh my gosh, that's destroying him. Um, Wednesday, JV looks to keep his uh, role going against Ricky Nolasco, um, who apparently is still in the major leagues. Um, Friday, we travel. No, I take that back. We host Tampa Bay. Annie Ball goes against Matt Andres, who just threw an absolute gem yesterday. Saturday, Michael Fulmer takes on Matt Moore. And Sunday, Ryan, or, oh my gosh, Jordan Zimmerman, Jordan Swimmerman, if you will, um, yeah. is on the mound to take on former friend Drew Smiley. Um, any hitters that you are excited to watch uh, this week in those groups? For sure. Well, um, not really. Sano, maybe. But he's been scuffling, right? Yeah, he's hitting like 220. Yes. Um, you know, Maurer isn't exciting, so that's all I have for the Twins. Do you see he's leading off these days? 
Yeah, I did. Which yeah. probably makes some sense. Yeah, I mean, he's he's kind of a high on-base guy. I was looking, there was when they were playing the Indians, him and Carlos Santana were the two leadoff hitters in that game. <laughs> right. That's traditional. Baseball has changed. It really has. Um, Corey Dickerson for the, the Rays is kind of an interesting one. Um, he, he's a good player. He, he got... He's a little wasted down in Tampa. He was doing much better when he was playing at Coors, but, you know, mm-hmm. aren't, aren't we all? Um, mm. trying to think. There really aren't a whole lot of, like, real exciting players in either of these teams. Any pitchers that you're excited to see throw? Where do the Rays find all these young guys who just kick ass all the time? Well, well let's see. One of the three they, they found from us. Yeah, Smiley, <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, Moore is finally, finally rounding back into shape, and Andres, as far as I know, he just was... Kind of. Just who's the bushy? Up. Who's their ace now? The bushy-haired kind of got kid who looks like he's twelve. Chris Archer. Yeah. Did I tell you my Chris Archer Chick Fil A story? Um, I think so. Okay, I won't get into it then. You saw Chris Archer at Chick Fil A. Yeah. And then you tweeted him about it. Yeah, I asked him if he was a Nuggets or a sandwich guy, and he said that he was um, a Nuggets guy. And I tweeted to him, "Yeah, me too." But in fact, I'm actually more of a of a sandwich kind of guy. But I wanted Chris Archer to like me. <laughs> Such a dork. <laughs> he he favored it too. So you know he like saw it. So he acknowledged my lie. So, so if you're you listening, lie. Chris, sorry. You know, I hope <laughs> you lied to be... a baseball player over Twitter for his approval. Yeah, it happens. <laughs> Good job. It happens. Okay, we need to make uh, record predictions. You have six games. Last uh, last time we were on, we were coming off, uh, I think we won six of seven. Everyone yep. was happy. And yep. you're like, nope, we're going to be terrible next week. And yep. sure enough, we were but terrible for the last two weeks. So it's on you to get us going back in the right direction. What do you think we're going to be this week? Two weeks ago, I picked. That predicted we'd go one and five mm-hmm. and then we went one and five again so we were like two we two and ten mm-hmm. i think so this week i'm predicting something different i'm predicting five and one nice that is what i have also do is this you know just being optimistic yes absolutely but i i really want to see five and one that'd be nice I, there's no way that we're winning all six games, but these are two very beatable teams. Just just yeah. go out there and do what you know all of your all of you can do. Be all you can be in the army. Sure, <laughs> that's great. That feels fair. Um, okay, let's move on to our last segment of the show, and that is, of course, picks to click. Who do you think? Um, We'll have the the better week, or you know, we each pick a guy. Whoever has the best week um, wins. Last week, our matchup was Justin Verlander against Jose Iglesias. Iglesias yep. did not have the best week. Verlander no, also one would say he his first start was pretty terrible. His second start was pretty good, pretty great. I yep. will let you make the call. It kind of felt fairly toss upy. Yeah, I f- I feel like Verlander had the better of that. I will take. I, I do. I will take it, considering I was down two zero to start the year. Yeah, which, so we're two and two now. Two and two. Yeah, I mean, Iglesias was himself, and maybe a little worse than himself. So he wasn't worthy. He did hit one bomb though. Mm-hmm. Off the best pitcher in the entire world. Yeah, that was crazy. Um, but then we did not win. Mm-hmm. So I'll give like, you like a little asterisk next to his name on my oh. sheet. So Thank that's, you. That's like half a point or something. Yeah, that's all I do for life is go around hoping to collect asterisks. Thank you. 
Um, this week I'm gonna take I'm gonna take K Rod because I'm feeling very confident they're gonna win some games. He's gonna come in. He's gonna he's you know there's some bad teams and we're gonna win. So he's gonna see some time and uh, he just looked pretty good today. So I he feel did. like he's coming around. He had a nice break. He's ready to mow people down. K Rod. I love how we say he had a nice break. Like, um, like that was his choice. Us right. not having a lead for the better part of the last two weeks pretty, pretty much necessitated that. Um, I'm going to go with James McCann. It feels like he's on the cusp of starting to break out of this season long funk. I think this is the week he does it. Um, you Did know, you see where he got the hit and they asked him if they wanted the ball? <laughs> <laughs> And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, keep that for me. I love that he's still willing to, I don't know, that that shows me that there's a little bit of life still in this team. Like, clearly they're not ready to die. Baseball-wise, obviously. (laughs) Okay, so you went K-Rod, I went James McCann. You guys can vote uh, somehow on who wins. Tweet us. Um, on on next Sunday. All right. If you want to get in touch with the show, you can at podcastianos.com. On the Twitter, I am at Jordan Hall 23. Eric is at Comeric Eric, and the show is at podcastianos. Um, and you spelled that by putting pod in front of Castianos, the third baseman from the Detroit yes. Tigers. Um, and then we would love it if you would subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes. Eric, do you have any other messages to the listeners before we go? My favorite typeface is Century Gothic. Okay. How do, where do you come down on, on uh, Comic Sans? This I have to hear. Oh, it's, a, it's an absolute turd of a font. It's, it's a disgrace. Okay, good. Yeah. Because I, I got so mad because I took some paperwork home from my young child's uh, school and it had Comic Sans and I was all bent out of shape and then I just realized, oh, <laughs> This is actually from a preschool. Maybe I better check myself. Question: Was it like a letter to you, or was it like something that the that your child was reading? Yeah, it's like a well, like a schedule or whatever. Yeah, I mean, it's just that's unacceptable. Type, uh, type like type like a grown up. Don't type like Dan Gilbert. Get a real font. <laughs> With that being said, we will catch you guys next week and eat them up, tigers. Eat them up. Goodbye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.